0: listening to another episode of Lords of Limited with your hosts Ben Warney and Ethan Sachs. Hello everyone and welcome back to segment 5 out of 5 for our common and uncommon set review. We are in the home stretch. This is the green common and uncommon set review as well as the colorless, multicolored cards and lands that remain. Ethan, you
1: want to take us away with the first green common? Let's do it. Ancient Brontodon. Six green green for a nine nine dinosaur. That's it.
0: Yeah. Vanilla. Fatty. Vanilla this is the this fatty. is the largest vanilla creature ever printed. Did you know
1: that? I did not.
0: Yeah. We wow. were talking about it on Twitter. Mark Rosewater was.
1: Oh, cool. I guess. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good, right? No, this card is not good. This card is not good. I gave this a D. I gave it a D minus. Ugh. Yeah. Good riddance.
0: Next up, we've got Blinding Fog. Tune a green for an instant. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to creatures this turn. Creatures you control gain hexproof
1: until end of turn. This also seems bad to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a fog variant, right? Except this one does have the upside of blanking a removal spell from your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, maybe a slightly more close to main deckable fog, but probably more like a better fog out of the sideboard.
1: Right, so like I feel like a fog that also has the upside of being able to do a Hippatra's Mark impression or just like a a way to blank a removal spell if you don't want to use it as a fog but i still think only sideboard yep i agree i gave it a sideboard d plus yep i gave it the exact same grade um blossom dryad is next this is two and a green for a two two dryad that has tap to untap target land
0: yeah this is an interesting one right because normally these ramp cards cost two these days mm-hmm. so I, how big is costing three a knock on this card for you
1: i think it's a pretty big knock like i really want to like this card but it's not exciting me that much like it's only ramping you one its stats as a creature aren't good like if it was a even if it was like a one four like a one three then it could block a little better but it doesn't block well so it's similar to how we felt about uh rummaging goblin this is like kind of an enchantment feel when you play it and it's only ramping you one i I don't know i mean i don't think it's unplayable i gave it a c minus but i'm not excited about it yeah i'm also not excited
0: about it i gave it a c we'll just have to see where things shake out i think you're actually probably right on the c minus thing because i think there's just thinking about it now there's another card i would rather play over this in green that we'll get to in a second yeah that's i feel similarly next up we've got colossal dreadmaw i'm psyched about this one (laughs) uh four green green for a six six dinosaur with trample card's good I think this card is good. It is bigger than every other card in the format. And it's yeah. got
1: trample. It's got trample. And it's Rampaging Hippo with one more power.
0: Yeah. And I think, so Rampaging Hippo was good in a format of other good, like, big cards. Mm-hmm. So this just seems absolutely gigantic to me. And ramping into this with a couple treasure, like getting this down Ooh. on turn four or turn five, just seems bananas to me.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. I'm going to go up to, I was at C. I think I'm going to go to C+. Okay. Okay
0: uh i i've got that card pegged as one of the better green commons wow i I might be wrong but i'm gonna take a flyer on it okay yeah I i think that one's gonna be good
1: sweet uh next up is commune with dinosaurs this is a green mana for a sorcery to look at the top five cards of your library you may reveal a dinosaur or land card from among them and put it into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order it's like nearly unplayable. I gave it a D minus. I
0: gave it a build around C. I think in the dinosaur deck, like having a split land slash dinosaur is like a valuable card. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is never missing if you've got like eight to ten dinosaurs.
1: If if you want to find a dinosaur. N- nearly never missing. Not a, not a sure thing, but as close to a sure thing as you could probably get. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I ever want to play this in my deck.
0: Uh, I think I would play this and run less lands in a dinosaur deck. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like have this be a a land that's got some utility. I think it's, I think it's playable in a dinosaur deck for that reason. Like I think you're lowering your land count. Like maybe you're playing 16 lands in a commune instead of 17 lands and commune's going to be better than that 17th land.
1: Yeah. All right. I I can get down with that.
0: All right. Next up we've got crash the ramparts. This is two a green for an instant target creature gets plus three plus three and gains trample until end of turn
1: we're like three mana for a combat trick but it gives trample it gives trample so that's good but it is clunky (laughs) yeah where'd you come down and
0: agree (laughs) was c minus d plus i gave it a c minus as a nod to like dinosaurs wanting to beat down but it is clunky
1: yeah i just like i feel like we're like it feels like we're generally just giving all like these combat trick effects c minus But I think this is this is lower for me than than other ones because it's more expensive. Yeah, but it gives trample. It's such a big power boost and trample. It can be it can certainly be huge on attacks if they like think they're chump blocking and then you just get to like get over for like five, six, seven damage.
0: Ethan, you're missing the wombo combo. You play your ancient Brontodon as a nine nine for eight mana and then crash the ramparts (laughs) twice. Easy peasy. Game over.
1: Game over. Wait, why twice? (laughs) Because that's
0: 24 damage of trample. 12-12 12-12 trample the first time you do it and then you cast your second crash the ramparts and you do them the other 12 damage
1: oh you mean two for two turns two separate turns yeah uh, It's like wait yeah, what yeah. this is a two turn wamba combo 15 24 okay i got you uh all right next up is crushing canopy tuna green for an instant choose one destroy target creature with flying or destroy target enchantment it's just like strict sideboard card probably like sideboard c plus b minus it's exactly what i gave it sideboard c plus Next up, we've
0: got Deep Root Warrior. One and a green for a 2-2 Merfolk Warrior. Whenever Deep Root Warrior becomes blocked, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. This card is good.
1: Yeah, I think it's tough to know how good this card is going to be. Because I think if aggro decks are good, this is going to be very good. And if they're not as good, this will be less good. Yeah, I agree. I gave it a C with the the idea that it's going to be fairly close to unblockable early in the game. Yeah, and I wonder how much, like, how much, the fact that it is a Merfolk, I think, is relevant if you do end up in blue-green, because there are a lot of cards that care about Merfolk, so that, I think, also, like, if it's in blue-green, it's probably more like a C+, just because of its creature type, but yeah, I, I went C. Merfolk don't seem to care about each
0: other that much, though, other than the, the blue two-drop that gets flying. But I think that's Merfolk.
1: a pretty big key to that deck. Yeah, 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 probably. Okay, next up, we've got Grazing Whiptail is 2 green green for a 3-4 dinosaur with reach. I like this card. Uh, I'm a little lower on this card, hmm. I think,
0: than you are. Well, I, I think it's just fine. I think it's a C. I think it's rock solid.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tough. The stats are very good. It's so close to a 4-4, four, four, so like a format of 4-4 is good. It has a relevant creature type. It's not quite a 4-4, four, four, right? It's a 3-4, but it has reach, which I think is pretty good. I went C+.
0: I could see it being a C plus. Yeah. I mean I feel similarly about it to you. Uh I just don't think it's gonna be like a linchpin card in any of the decks. I think it's just gonna be a fine dude. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm interested to hear what you think about this next card.
0: Uh I'm a little down on this card. Ixali's Diviner, uh one on a green for a human druid. It's an O three. Uh when it enters the battlefield, it explores. So I'm not like thrilled about either half of this right so the first half it's if you hit a land it's two in, or one and a green for an o3 that draws you a land mm-hmm. uh the o3 that's left behind is not super relevant i mean it's gonna block early but it's bad the o3 that's left behind is bad yeah i mean it's gonna save you some life and then on the flip side of it if you miss a land you get to make a one and a green one four and scry one so like essentially dune beetle with Scry one and we all tacking that. Yeah, Dune, Dune Beetle's Dune 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 OP, was. yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're in Justin's stream, uh, but yeah, Scry tacking Scry one on to Dune Beetle is not enough to make me excited about playing Dune Beetle. So altogether, I gave this a C minus. I gave it a D plus. Yeah, I mean, so we're we're on the same idea yeah. that this card I, is not I, like, like this I think card. this looks better than it
1: is, but I this card pairs very nicely with a card that I think is going to be underrated as we when we get to it okay i'm, I'm curious to hear what that we're is we're gonna th- throw back to this card in, in, a, in a little bit all right next up is ixali's keeper this is the we're finishing off this cycle of eight mana activations one and a green for a two two human shaman it has seven and a green tap sacrifice it target creature gets plus five plus five and gains trample until end of turn this is pretty good i think i mean two mana two two not embarrassing not great but that ability is rough. And the fact that it's, like, you don't have to activate it, like, as a sorcery or anything. That you can just sort of, like, have... Like, if you have eight mana, you can, like, threaten this. I don't know. I gave this a C minus. I think that... I gave this a C. I think, I think it's a little more solid. I think it'll depend, like, if there's a green ramp deck or a green treasure deck. That I think this, like, is good early and then is... Makes things pretty tough late in the game for your opponent.
0: Yeah, so I think... I, of the three two-drop green commons, there's the 2-2 the two, two, merfolk that gets plus one, plus one, and it's blocked. The Ixilis mm-hmm. Diviner that we were just down on a little bit. And then this one, I mm-hmm. think Deep Root Warrior is the best of the three. I agree. So that was that was why I gave... I think Deep Root Warrior is good. This is a little less less so. That's why I gave it a C-. minus. But it certainly could do some work. Not, not an embarrassing two-drop. Shades of C. Yeah. Next, we've got Jade Guardian. Three and a green for a 2-2 two, two, merfolk shaman. Shaman. Shaman uh hexproof. when jade oh when jade guardian enters the battlefield with <laughs> a plus one plus one counter on target merfolk you control i i am psyched about this card
1: did you miss hexproof, proof or did, why did you say oh no
0: no no i i, I forgot what card i was reading and then yeah. when i read hexproof, i was like oh that's this guy this card is good like yeah i think this card's good as well. i don't want to
1: make my striped river winder mistake again <laughs> but like the fact that the um, Lifelink Aura and the Flying Aura that exist yeah. in this set makes me really excited about this card. The fact that there's like a lot of bounce in blue and blue green is where you want Merfolk. I think makes this card good because it has an end of the battlefield effect. Four mana, three three hexproof is good. Or if this like you get to put that counter on something that's already in play and then suit this up with the plus two plus two flying enchantment, I-, I just think this card is going to be a strong common in blue green. I agree, and in other green decks probably. Um, I gave it a C plus. I gave it a C C+, as well. And notably, the counter can go on itself, so it
0: could be three and right. green for a three three hex proof. Right, they don't even have to spread it around.
1: Uh, Jungle Delver is next. This is a one green mana for a one one Murfolk Warrior, and it has three in a green put a plus one plus one counter on Jungle Delver. So there's like some counter synergies in Merfolk, Is that right? Yeah, like with the um the blue green uncommon creature for sure but is there other so i think merfolk's thing is supposed to be like that the creatures are hard to block and grow with plus one plus one counters Mm -hmm. they're tricky they are they're little tricksy creatures i don't know where where do you land on a one mana one one that can like be a mana sink later in the game
0: I gave it a D, uh, similar to, like, was it Verdant Automaton, like the yeah. two-mana artifact that was a one-two that had the same ability?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: sometimes that card, like, had to die because the game had stalled out and your opponent was turning it into, like, some gigantic monster. That that scenario could happen with this Jungle Delver, but that just seems like such a pipe dream to me. I, I don't think this is generally going to make the cut in your
1: Merfolk decks. Yeah, I wonder. I think I'm a little higher, like, D+, maybe maybe even pushing into C range. But I think it'll just depend on how aggressive your merfolk deck is.
0: Yeah, but even even in an aggressive, this is too close to a 1-mana one 1-1 one, one to me. To yeah, look.
1: you're probably right. You're probably right.
0: All right, next up, we've got New Horizons. Two and a green for an enchantment aura, Enchanted Land. When New Horizons enters the battlefield, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on target creature you control. Enchanted Land has tap, add 2 mana of any 1 color to your mana pool. Is Gift of Paradise back? Is is five color green alive and well, Ben? I I hope so. I between this and treasure, I am psyched to draft yeah. some five color stuff.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because the treasure stuff does feel like it is more in the blue black red zone. That that's where that's how that that uh, multicolor deck is going to be based. But New Horizons certainly makes me think that the green can do it for sure. The text of the plus one plus one counter on it is weird on a card like this.
0: Yeah, I certainly think this is worse than Gift of Paradise because I would much rather gain three life if I'm dirtling around mm-hmm. than like because putting a plus one plus one counter on something makes me think of beating down.
1: Mm-hmm. But in a in a multicolor deck, you're gonna this is gonna be a good card in that deck, and I would give it a C in that deck.
0: Yeah, and I think like we saw in Amaket and Our Devastation, the ability to add two mana, like mm-hmm. so, getting three New Horizons enabling you to splash double colored bombs is just like a very real thing and very good
1: yeah for sure all right next up is pounce this is one in the green for an instant target creature you control fights target creature you don't control so it deals damage equal to its power to the other or each deals damage equal to its power to the other yeah i think this card is gonna be
0: overrated really i do i don't think this is even close to ambuscade
1: no certainly not close to ambuscade but still good right still still a good green common i think like the synergies with dinosaurs triggering and rage is real and
0: i don't think i had considered that when i rated this card but Mm -hmm. i I still even then i think this is going to be a little overrated it doesn't i think fight cards historically that have not given a power and toughness boost have been not nearly as good as the fight cards that have given a power and toughness boost
1: but so prey upon doesn't do it but it's very efficient
0: very efficient this is one mana more than prey upon and i don't think that's worth it for instant speed
1: really no all right i'll be curious to see how this shakes out i give it a b minus i give us a c plus so not not a pull into green for you no cool i'll be interested to see where where this shakes out in the format yeah next up we've got ravenous dagger tooth
0: uh two and a green for a three two dinosaur creature it's got enrage whenever ravenous dagger tooth is dealt damage you gain two life
1: i mean there's that incidental life gain. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, but it's not a ton, and you're probably no. only gonna get one instance of it. Sure. So it's like if this trades with something and you gain two life, that's like pretty good, right? It's fine. Yeah, I gave it a C. Yeah. Solid C. River Herald's Boon is next. That's one and a green for an instant. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature and a plus one plus one counter on up to one target Murpho. So so you can do three things with this, I think. You can it could just be put a counter on a creature. It could be put a counter on one creature and put a counter on a merfolk, or it could be put two counters on one merfolk, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, put a counter on target creature and a counter on up to one target murfolk. Doesn't say Yeah, so you another. target. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think this is pretty good in the realm of like combat tricks because it le- if, if your creature survives, then it is leaving behind a creature that is bigger than it was before forever. Yeah. So I gave this a C.
0: I am uh, higher on it than you. I gave it a C plus. I think this card is going to be very good, and I didn't even realize you could give one creature plus two plus two, and I still thought it was very good. So yeah. I think this has some two for one potential, mm-hmm. which is good. And like no, like cards that we've seen that have left around two plus one plus one counters have been fine to good, and those have generally cost four mana. Like the fact right. that this is only one and a green, I think I think this is going to be pretty swingy card. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, it reminds me a little bit of travel prep, like in in oh the, god like, yeah. Like reminds me a little bit of that, and Murfolk I think wants to beat down like Green White did in that format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got my eye on this card as one of the one of the better Green commons. Ooh, not not like top, not top three, but I think it's gonna be good.
1: I think it's gonna do yeah. some work. Sure. All right, what's next?
0: Next we've got Spike Tailed Ceratops. This is four and a green for a four four dinosaur. Spike Tailed Ceratops can block an additional creature each combat.
1: Boo. Yeah, I mean I, I give this a C minus. <laughs> I don't feel like I, re- I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I gave it I gave it a D. A D?
0: Uh, a D it's not it's gonna be a twenty second, twenty third type card, right? Yeah. Like that's
1: that's D. All right. Isn't that D? It's not Yeah, I it's guess not so. like a rock solid playable. No, it's not a rock solid playable. Alright, D plus. plus. Alright. What's last here? Tishana's Wayfinder. This is two and a green for a two two Merfolk scout, and when it enters the battlefield, it explores. So two halves, right? It can either be a three mana two two that finds a land, or a three mana three three that scries one. Yep. I, I like this card. I gave it a C plus. Yeah, I think this
0: card is very good. I gave it a C plus as well. Both both halves of this are just very good. Yeah, and
1: it and it has relevant creature type text. Merfolk. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna we're definitely gonna diverge here on our common rankings, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I've got Pounce at number one. I do not. I have Tishana's Wayfinder at number one. Yeah, Tishana's Wayfinder I think is gonna be good. Like, so it helped me to think about this uh, Tishana's Wayfinder like Civic Wayfinder. Yep, that's what I was thinking too. So that, that was a that's two and a green for a 2-2 that lets you search your library for a basic land and put it into your hand. So it does help with fixing, which this doesn't. But a three mana 2-2 that finds a land is very good. Um, and the fact that this can also be that other half of it is, is uh, relevant, I think.
0: Is yeah, nice and a three, a
1: three mana 3-3 with three, three scry one is also very good. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you, you might be right that Wayfinder might end up being better than Pounce. Is Pounce number two for you? It's not. Ooh, my number two is Colossal Dreadmaw.
0: I'm really, I'm taking you're a flyer. You're taking on this a card. flyer, you said I, it. Okay. I think, I think this card's gonna do work. I think it's gonna be great, and I think the presence of treasure in the format, like being able to churn this out early, like in a mm. like a blue green or a blue black deck, mm-hmm. or I mean a green black deck, I think is gonna be like the real deal. I think a All six right. mana six six, and there's not a lot of ways to kill it. No, there's not. The amount of bounce in blue, I guess, is a little bit of a knock against it. You're going to be pretty depressed if you sacrifice two treasure tokens and play this, and then your opponent bounces it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think this card's going to be one of the better green commons. Cool. Well, I, w- I went to Shauna's Wayfinder number two. Okay. And then my number three was Pounce Begrudgingly. There were a couple cards I wanted to put over Pounce, but I couldn't quite make myself do it.
1: I went Grazing Whiptail number three, the four mana three, four reach. But, it could, I, but I think it could be Deep Root Warrior if uh if green is aggressive or if the format is aggressive or if green blue is very good but i'm gonna stick with grazing whiptail just sort of as an all-around what i what i consider to be a good good stats for its rate it
0: is good stats for its rate uh so i'm i'm continuing my takeaway from the last format and saying good stats for a rate is not quite good enough anymore so mm-hmm. ne- neither of those two were on my radar for honorable mentions. Um, my honorable mentions were River Herald's Boon, the mm-hmm. plus two plus two counters, combat trick Blossom Dryad, uh, which was the untap land. Although mm. I would I would revise that that that's um, after our discussion New Horizons that's out of it. Be yeah, that. New Horizons is better than that. So that was last night prior to thinking about the fact that New Horizons is better. So maybe both of those are out. And then I am I'm higher on Jade, Gar- Jade Guardian I think than I am on Grazing Whiptail.
1: Yeah, I am excited. It- I want Jade Guardian to be better than Grazing Whiptail. Yep. Throwing that out there, but I, I don't know if it will be.
0: Yep. So that'll, that'll be one to keep an eye on. I really, I think Jade Guardian is going to take the edge.
1: Yeah, I hope so. All right, start us off with the uncommons.
0: First one up here, another card that punishes X-1s. Atta- <laughs> I, I say two things. Punishes X-1s, triggers read. Atzakan Archer, tuna green for a human archer. It's a one for reach. When Atzakan Archer enters the battlefield, you may have it
1: fight another target creature. Wait, I want to talk about the... so Yeah, sure. Certainly punishes X-1s. I want to talk about this triggering raid thing. I don't think this is really triggering raid very effectively.
0: No, 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 no. It's not. No. I, okay. Those are the only two things I'm contributing to the pile.
1: Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I got
0: you. Um, this card seems sweet to me. Uh, yeah. This card's rock solid. Yeah. This is a pull into green for me. I gave it a B minus. It is for me as well. I gave it a B minus also. And I think it's another reason that X1s are not going to be good. Yeah, for sure
1: drover of the mighty is next it's one and a green for a one one human druid it gets plus two plus two as long as you control a dinosaur and it has tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool yeah this card is the real deal this card is the real deal um like rock solid green uncommon does like everything you want and i think that and the fact that it gets the buff from dinosaurs doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard so like at some point this will like on by turn four or five or whatever this is going to be a three three that's really fantastic. I gave this a B.
0: Yeah, and it's going to enable my five-color deck. Yes, it is. Uh, I gave this a rock-solid B as well. Next up, we've got Emergent Growth. Three and a green for a sorcery. Target creature gets plus five, plus five until end of turn and must be blocked this turn if able.
1: What do you think about this? I think this card is bad, and I gave it a D minus. Hmm. I don't know. I think this card is good, and I gave it a C plus. What? Yeah. How? this is good this is a good finisher no get out of here yeah this is i'm calling it now this is gonna be your imaginary threats of the format well i did i'm not giving it a b plus like (laughs) you gave imaginary threats so like i'm not saying i'm i want to be green i want i'm not saying this card makes me want to be green but i think i would play one in most green decks i think you have to have
0: creatures with trample for this to do anything at all
1: oh shit this doesn't give trample no oh never mind. I just assumed. I thought it did. Oh, this is bad. Never mind. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Okay. Uh, What did you give it? I gave it a D-. minus. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. I almost gave it an F. Oh, man. Why doesn't it give Trample? Look at that big thing. I know. It's huge. should just be able to walk right on over whatever it wants to smack in the face with whatever it's holding its hand there. All right. Kamina's Speaker is next. I feel so upset right now. <laughs> Kamina's Speaker is next. It's a green mana for a one-one Merfolk Shaman, and it gets plus one plus one as long as you control another Merfolk or an Island. It's Curd Ape. Uh, it's a green-blue Curd Ape. Yeah, I mean this card is good. I think. I mean, I think if you think about this as a blue-green card, uh, it's very good. I think it's a C as a blue-green card. Uh, yeah, C C plus. Yeah, so bl- like blue-green C. Mm-hmm.
0: is what I would give it. Like yeah, it's, for sure. it's a one mana, two, very efficient, like, but not going to swing the game one way or another. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we've got Merfolk Branchwalker. One and a green for a 2-1 Merfolk Scout. When Merfolk Branchwalker enters the battlefield, it
1: explores. Oh, baby, this card. Oof, yeah, this is a good one. So it's just Tashana's Wayfinder, but one mana cheaper for one toughness less? Yeah, which is a trade you would make every day. Mm-hmm. I gave this a... I mean, it's still probably just a C C+, right? I gave this a B-, this one makes me want to play green. I guess Tashaun's Wayfinders was your first green common, but you didn't give it a B-?
0: No, I didn't give that one, but the fact that this is one mana cheaper... Yeah, I guess that, B- that is pretty B- relevant
1: thing. with the land. All right, I'll go B-. Okay, what's next? Next is Ranging Raptors. This is two and a green for a 2-3 dinosaur, and it has Enrage. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle your library.
0: It's a cool card. Yeah, it's a very cool card. I have a feeling I'm gonna be higher on this than you are. I think it's a pull into green. I gave it a B minus. Oh, did you? Good. That's what I gave it to. Yeah. Um and I think this can go even higher with ways to trigger enrage. I think this is this is the card that makes you want the whatever the one mana red card deal one damage is called. Yeah,
1: for sure. The draw yeah, it turns it into draw card. That's Ryle. Draw Ryle, card yes. and uh rampant growth for one mana.
0: Yeah, and, and green's gonna wanna ramp two dinosaurs, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it
0: fixes like it's gonna enable the five color deck i think this card is gonna I'm do i'm still a not lot.
1: convinced that the five color deck wants to be green though
0: i'm not either but i think there is a green version of it and i think there's like a grixis based treasure version of it next up we've got savage stomp two in a green it cost to sorcery cost two less to cast if it targets a dinosaur you control and you put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control then that creature fights target
1: creature you don't control so hunt the Week was three in a green for an instant version of this Hunt the week was a sorcery. The three in a green put a plus one plus one counter? Yeah. No way, was it? Yeah. Oh. So this is just better than that. Yes. And then also way better if you're targeting dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, it's like prey upon with upside if you're targeting dinosaurs.
1: So just like a very good card. I think so. It's a I gave it a B minus, pulls me into green. I also think like the fact, like while I did I do think Pounce is good because I think instant speed fight Can be very good, but oftentimes you just want to do it when your opponent is tapped out because you don't want to get blown out. So it being a sorcery is not really a downside. Yeah, I think B minus, maybe even B plus, or not B plus, B minus B. Certainly pull into green. Yep. Next we have Slice and Twain, which is two green green for an instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Draw a card. So I think again you're not main decking this. There aren't uh, enough good artifacts or enchantments running around at uh common uncommon that i think i'm willing to just throw this in any deck but certainly from the sideboard this is probably a a c plus b minus uh yeah i gave it a sideboard b minus yeah just uh, the fact that it replaces itself is so huge yep all right next we've got snapping sailback four
0: and a green for a four four dinosaur with flash this does not have flying it kind of looks like it should have flying yeah uh four four flash and rage whenever snapping sailback is dealt damage put a plus one plus one counter on it geez
1: this card
0: i'm not that high on this card what no
1: talk to me about it
0: uh i think it's gonna be super easy to play around and if you if you hold it up for one turn and your opponent doesn't attack into it you're almost forced to play it at their end step sure at which case it's just a five mana four four within rage within rage that gets plus one plus one counters
1: yeah uh i mean that that floor i think is so fine with the how incredible the ceiling is on this card Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's I think it's good. I don't think it's insane. I give it a B plus. I give it a B minus. Yeah, I think I think this is great. I mean, I think again, it's gonna be it's gonna get worse as the format goes on, but I think at the start, this is gonna be a, a real problem.
0: Well, and it it has the. I mean, the floor is not terrible. It's it's no. fine. But the upside is the upside's very high. I mean, it pulls me into green, but it's not. I don't think it's one of the best green uncommons for sure.
1: No, I, I, it's not in my. Oh, I didn't rank my green uncommons. I'm now seeing. I'll get. The, I'll figure that out. Maybe it is my. Maybe it is my second. I don't know. I, I like this card a lot. I give it a B plus. All right, B minus for me. Next we have Thundering Spineback, five green green for a five five dinosaur. Other dinosaurs you control get plus one plus one, and five in a green create a three three green dinosaur creature token with trample.
0: The dinosaur lord.
1: The dinosaur lord. Do dinosaurs need a plus one plus one lord? Doesn't seem like it, but it's almost not relevant because the second line of text is incredible, too. Yep. This card is incredible, and this is my only A range uncommon. I give it an A minus. Ooh, wow. I did not go quite that high. I give it a B. This card, if you untap with this card, you're going to win the game. Uh, I
0: don't think that's true. It doesn't, it doesn't gain you life when it enters the battlefield, and it's, it's big but it's not gigantic it's only a five five blocker and then you're paying six mana to make a four this card's very vulnerable to flyers like if it had reach or something which it seems like it should because it's a gigantic dinosaur like it should be able to eat some stuff out of the air but it doesn't so i think the fact that if you're under pressure or like your are blue like if you cast this your blue merfolk aggro tempo deck is just gonna laugh at this card
1: yeah for sure
0: so i, w- I would want a card that's an a to be good against that style of strategy as well i think
1: yeah i mean i'm hoping that the rest of your deck leading up to you casting this with seven mana has allowed you to not get owned by like i'm not saying that this is this needs a a deck that supports it but i think it is a house on its own
0: I, yeah i agree I, i'll go b plus i'm not gonna go a minus all right I, I do think it's very good next we've got verdant rebirth one and a green for an instant until end of turn target creature gains when this creature dies return it to its owner's hand and then this card also has the text draw a card so, potentially a two-for-one if you don't get blown out, but it's super, super risky. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this card?
1: I think it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's a pull into green, but I, I like it as a way to like respond to removal spells, and I also like that it replaces itself. So, I, I gave it a C+. Uh,
0: I'm a little lower on it. I gave it a
1: D. That is a lot lower.
0: Yeah. So... Like for me, for this, like it's the only time is what you. The only time where it's good is what you said. Like when your opponent taps out for a removal spell or something. Mm-hmm. Like when you know they can't interact with you because, like, if you're just in combat, you know your creature's gonna die, and you fire this off. If your opponent has a removal spell or a way to like unsummon that creature or something, like mm-hmm. this, you just—it's just a disaster. It's an yeah. unmitigated disaster for not that much reward. I don't think.
1: But the fact that this is never a dead card in your hand, like you're not just like oh man, like you can just fire this off at the end of turn, basically. To draw a card, I mean you, yeah. you need them to be tapped out. Like you don't want to like set yourself up to get to have that happen. But I don't think that's very difficult. So I think this can always, this can generally cycle, and it, it's not hard to craft a two for one out of this.
0: It's risky though. Risky sometimes. Two-for-one?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You talked me up to D plus. I'm not going to give it a C yet. I'll take it. Vine Shaper Mystic is next. This is 2 and a green for a 1-3 Merfolk Shaman. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on each of up to 2 target Merfolk you control. So by itself, this is just going to be a 3-mana 2-4. And if you have any other Merfolk lying around, this will be a 2-4, and this also puts a counter on something else. Or if you have 2 Merfolk that you want to get super aggro with, you can just dump both counters on each of those, and this will be a 3-mana 1-3.
0: Yeah, I think this card is very efficient and very good.
1: Yeah, is this a pull into green for you?
0: It is. I gave it a B minus.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. And and certainly best in blue green with merfolk, but I think green has enough merfolk hanging around that you'll be able to get both counters worth of value out of this.
0: Oh, I'm 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 only probably playing this in blue green.
1: I mean, a, th- a three mana two four isn't bad, and I think Oh, uh, no, that's
0: true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think if you're trying to be like I don't know, doing this like green ramp deck i think that's what you want to be able to stem the bleeding from those aggro decks
0: yep yeah yeah it's probably just fine as a standalone card
1: yeah i'm excited okay. about this next card
0: yeah this is a good one wild growth walker this is one and a green for an elemental it's a one three whenever a creature you control explores put a plus one plus one counter on wild growth walker and you gain three life this card is insanely good with explore creatures
1: so like is there like a green black explore deck with like this and the um chupacabra i certainly hope so that would be fun and like crazy value
0: yeah crazy value town i gave this a build around b yeah close to a build around b plus yeah i said
1: yeah except i can't feel like i can't give chupacabra a non-build around and then give this a build around so i think i just got to give this like a b minus and say you're going to get some Explore. Like, 2-mana 1-3 isn't great, but if you can just, like, get one Explore trigger, you're doing it. Well, but no, I don't think you're really doing it.
0: That's just turning this into, like, a good card. Yeah. That's not doing it. I think right. Chupacabra's effect is like yeah, that's a one-shot is considerably better than Wild Growth Walker's effect as a one-shot.
1: But I, I, I don't know. Can I really call it a... All right. So maybe maybe it is build around B or just, like, a straight-up C, C+. Plus. Yeah. All right. What uh what's your best uh green green uncommon?
0: Yeah, we're going to be diverging here. Yeah. My number 1 is Drover of the Mighty.
1: Mm, I like it. I like it. Mine is Thundering Spineback.
0: I've got Thundering Spineback as a very close number 2.
1: Um, I have Savage Stomp as number 2. Do you really? But uh but I could see Drover of the Mighty being being better.
0: I think the fact that there is no other 2 mana ramp mm-hmm. makes Drover of the Mighty a very unique card.
1: Yeah, that's true. More so than Savage Stomp. Any, and it taps for any color of mana? And it taps for any color. And Savage right. Stomp
0: is close enough to the common removal spell. Yeah. All right. I think Drover's a more unique effect. Talk me into it. But I, I, I could be wrong.
1: All right. So we move on to artifacts?
0: Yeah. Colorless commons. All right. First up, we've got Cobbled Wings, which is a two-mana artifact equipment. Equipped mm-hmm. creature has flying, and it has an equipped cost of one. This is not a very exciting card to me. No, but I think it's
1: playable. I,
0: I gave it a D D+.
1: Yeah, I give it a D. I think it is playable. All right, next, what do we have? Gilded Sentinel. I'm not sure how this card made it into the set. It's four mana for a 3-3 Artifact Creature Golem. That's it.
0: Yeah, I wish this card had Changeling or something to where it was like one of each of the creature types that mattered in the set. Then I think it would be interesting. As is, I don't think this card is hardly ever making your deck. I gave it a D-, minus, almost an F. That makes total sense to me. I agree, D-. minus. Next, we've got i don't know how to say this word is it hierophant hierophant yeah something like that hierophant we'll go with hierophant i'm gonna go with hierophant hierophant's chalice uh it's three mana for an artifact when hierophant's chalice enters the battlefield target opponent loses one life and you gain one life and it has tap to add a colorless mana to your mana pool with like treasures floating
1: around you can't possibly want this card right no this is bad i gave it a d minus yeah i agree Pirates Cutlass is next. This is 3 colorless for an artifact equipment. When Pirates Cutlass enters the battlefield, attach it to target pirate you control. It's not a may ability, that's interesting. Uh, equipped creature gets +2/+1 plus plus and it has an equipped cost of 2. I think this card is going to do some serious serious work in a pirate deck. Yeah. I wish it's interesting that it's not the reverse that like when a pirate enters the battlefield, you can attach it to it. Yeah. So like so you only get in the one shot when you cast it. As for the free equip cost, and then every other time it's going to cost two. I don't know. I feel like I went way too high on the dagger in the last set, and I just like steadily went down on it. So I'm going to start a little lower, and I gave this a C-. I'm going
0: to give this... I think you only really want this in a pirate deck, and I give it a C- in a pirate deck. Next, we've got Prying Blade. It's a single mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus O. Oh. And has the following text, whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create a colorless treasure artifact token. And it's got an equipped cost of 2. This also is not good. Yeah, this one's real bad. I gave this a D minus. Yeah. Just not worth a card. Pretty sad artifacts. Yeah, I agree. The artifacts were not great. But Pirate's Cutlass, I do have my eye on. And also, I have my eye on for Pirate's Cutlass for the 1-1 red uh, creature within Rage. Mm. To to give it a
1: a toughness bump so I can start churning out those 3-3 dinosaurs. With your Riles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah? All right. Moving on to the uncommons, we'll start off with Dusk Legion Dreadnought, which is five mana for a 4-6 vehicle with Vigilance, and it has a crew cost of two, so you can tap any number of creatures you control with a total power of two or more to turn it into a creature until end of turn. I like read this card, I was like, this is sweet, look at that cheap crew cost, but like, I was like, wait a minute, is a five mana 4-6 Vigilance even good? No. No, right? I gave this a D. I think it's like a D plus, but yeah, it's not great. You're probably not putting this in your deck. I mean, the the thing I will say for it is it is, it could, I could see it being better than it looks because I
0: think all the creatures are so small. So maybe four, six vigilance is huge, but this card also really doesn't have vigilance, right? Because if you're right. attacking with it, then you have to crew it again
1: on your turn with two mm-hmm. different creatures. Yeah. Not exciting. Nope, not exciting. All right,
0: and this next card I am super excited about. Yes. Uh, This is Elaborate Fire Cannon. I have elaborate plans for this (laughs) card. (laughs) I have big dreams. Uh, This is a two-mana artifact. It says Elaborate Fire Cannon doesn't untap during your untap step. So super clunky. I'm already interested. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four-mana tap. Elaborate Fire Cannon deals two damage to target creature or player, so shock on a stick for four-mana. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may discard a card if you do untap elaborate fire cannon. So,
1: this card is dirtily. Card is dirtily. But if you have time to dirtle, I think this card's really good. I agree. I think it's also worth pointing out that you can deal four damage to something if this is untapped at the start of your turn.
0: Yes. And you have eight
1: mana. And you have eight mana. <laughs> <laughs> it's also yeah. relevant. But with, like, I don't know, with treasures floating around, I don't think that's crazy.
0: Because I no, do think, I and mean, this is
1: going in a control deck, this is not an aggressive card at all
0: yes this is a dirtle deck but i think it's a payoff if you can get your deck to the point where it can reliably dirtle without dying
1: mm-hmm. um if we think of like dirtle as an as a, an archetype or color pair or deck i think this is like a, a pull into that deck i gave it a b minus
0: i gave it a b minus too mostly optimistically but i really hope it ends up being that way yeah
1: because otherwise if not then all the artifacts are garbage <laughs> they really are yeah um speaking of Pillar of Origins. This is too colorless for an artifact. As it comes into play, choose a creature type, and you can tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast a creature spell of the chosen type. I think this is a straight F. Really? That's interesting. I gave this a build around C. I don't think this is like... I think this is so very rarely going to be better than a land in your deck. And I think with treasures, tokens floating around, like splashing is not going to be hard... And in a dedicated tribal deck, what are you doing? Like, you're not really splashing unless you're unless you have like an awkward Naya Dinosaurs deck. That's
0: where that's where I was thinking exactly that it was going to be a build around C. It was Naya Dinosaurs. That was where I was going to say maybe this card wants to get played.
1: But the, so then it's, I feel like it's only good in Naya Dinosaurs if you're not base green because if yeah. you're green, then you have access to manifest.
0: Better fixing. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. All right, you convinced me. I was trying to think of a home for it. It's I think it's enough. An F. I think it's just enough. All right, Pillar of Origins, F. Next we've got Sentinel Totem, a single mana for an artifact. When Sentinel Totem enters the battlefield, scry 1. You can tap exile Sentinel Totem, exile all cards from all graveyards. This card is real bad. I mean, it's
1: certainly just a sideboard, but is it even
0: I gave it a sideboard D- minus. There I think there are some rares that mess with the graveyard and there's the uncommon Like black vampire thing that can tap three vampires to get back from the graveyard. That's true. Maybe you cite it in, but it's going to be very rare, maybe once in the entire format if you do 200 drafts.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who does 200 drafts? I don't know. All right. Last uh, artifact is Sleek Schooner. It's a three mana for a 4-3 vehicle with crew one. This is better. It's fine. It's not good. I gave it a D. Oh, I I think this is better than that.
0: This is not a Renegade Freighter, not even close to a Renegade Freighter.
1: No, it's not. But like, I think in uh, in a deck with some 1-1s floating around, like a Vampires deck, this is pretty good.
0: But it's just going to die, right? Like, it's not like your Sleek Schooner has Indestructible or something. Like, you're going to get an attack with it once. It's essentially a 3-mana 4-3. Like, yeah. actual creature. And I'm That's just not a D? That's that a D. Uh, That's a... But s- that, you, that you have to tap a creature to be able to attack with it? Yeah it's not even a straight three mana four three
1: no it's not i don't know I- i'm going c minus
0: uh, i'm gonna stick with d i don't okay. think this card's making the cut very often all right on to multicolor there are only uncommons here our first one is belligerent barontodon. look at that alliteration yeah uh five green white for a dinosaur it's a four six each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power
1: then can i tell you something
0: You can tell me something.
1: I'm very excited about this card.
0: Are you really? This card does not seem good to
1: me at all. Okay, so I don't think it's good. But I think there are three cards in particular that this... uh, I think it's a build-around card. I agree. And I think you... like. Hopefully you can get two. But if they're opened, you're probably like the only person who wants them. And it combos uh, specifically well with three cards in the format that i think are all commons um there's the one seven four drop in white yes looming altasaur there's the o3 explore in green the two mana o3 yes. uh-huh and then there's also the oh, I, have an, I have o3 ramper written but i don't remember what i mean by that <laughs> uh that would i guess that'd have to be ixali's diviner isn't that the explore guy or this is something different this is something different kinjali's collar the one mana o3 dinosaur spells cost one less to cast Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So those three cards, I think, which are all commons, are the like reason that this card I think is viable and potentially very good.
0: I think very good is a stretch. I think you're probably like it
1: costs seven mana, seven a mana six, for, a for six, 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 six vanilla. That is gonna turn your like other derpy cards that you're playing into like three threes and four fours so you're playing a bunch of bad cards like hoping to hoping to turn them into medium cards and it also potentially hoses your opponent's creatures it's only you great well whatever i don't i don't don't need to hose my opponent's creatures look this card is not i'm sticking (laughs) to my hour of devastation's guns and i'm giving this a build around b minus get out of here this card is a d no yes yes I, i'm gonna build that green white big butts deck and it's gonna be good and you're gonna put a bunch of bad cards in your deck and you're gonna have a bad deck no i'm gonna have a good deck it's gonna be real good okay let's let's listeners <laughs> we've gone over the deep end here this card is not
0: I, that's what i'm very curious like if you're serious i can't tell I, how serious I, I, you I, be. I am
1: i am actually i'm 100 percent serious like I, okay. i'm not i think it's a build around card and i think there's payoffs in the format for it
0: we need to check in on this card, because yeah. I think it's a build-around card, but I think it's a bad build-around card.
1: Cool. All right, call to the feast. Two white-black for a sorcery. Create three one, one white vampire creature tokens with lifelink. Dinner's ready.
0: Yeah, this is just going to immediately slot into your black-white vampire's deck, and I think it's going to be very good. I gave it a B-. minus. Yeah,
1: it's a, I think a pull into that deck for sure. Next, what do we have? We have
0: Deadeye Plunderers, three blue-black for a creature. It's a human pirate, so three-three. Deadeye Plunderers gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control, and then it has the ability of two blue-black as many times as you want. Create
1: a colorless treasure artifact token. So I think there's a version of blue-black that is pretty aggressive, where I think this card does not quite slot in, but I think if you're doing a more controlling treasure, Grixis, multicolored deck, this card is great. I think it's fine yeah i mean it kind of scales with the game i don't know it's like a payoff for having treasure enablers like this comes down as a five five or a six six or you can get it down to turn early I don't yeah know. i don't know I-, I gave it a b minus <laughs> that's so funny i give it a c i mean I don't, i'm not I'm, I'm not like trying i don't feel like i'm like ooh baby we're doing it i'm gonna this is a pull into that deck but i think if i'm in that deck i'm happy to have it
0: yeah yeah I, you might be right i'm gonna i'm gonna back down to a c plus it seems seems like it could do some things
1: yeah. Next up is Dire Fleet Captain. It's a uh, black red for a 2-2 orc pirate. When Dire Fleet Captain attacks, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn for each other attacking pirate. Just a rock solid little two drop here. Yeah. Again, I, I don't feel like it's a pull into black red, but uh, if I'm in black red, it's going to be great. Just because I think black red feels like it's kind of split between is it is it aggro or is it, is it leaning towards this deck we hope exists, this like treasure control deck
0: yeah uh i i gave this one a b minus i think it's a yeah you're probably right this doesn't make me want to play black red all right i'm changing my mind c plus this is not making me want to play black red but it's probably if you are black red going to be like a b minus level card like it's going to be that level of good but i don't think it's a reason to move into the deck
1: not if you're not aggressive
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: like if you're if you're if you're on the whatever that wall of forgotten pharaohs variant you don't care about this card except that it's a pirate and triggers them right All right,
0: next up we've got Marauding Looter, 2 blue-red for a human pirate creature. It's a 4-3, and it has Raid at the beginning of your end step. If you attack with a creature this turn, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. So it loots uh, if you attack with a creature. I like this card. I like this card a lot, too. I think it's very efficient, and I think the ability is excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not not often that we get a loot for free these days. Yeah. Like without paying mana.
1: This is like a good body and... It's not difficult to imagine being able to loot the turn you cast this, um, unless they kill it before your end step. So I think it's very good. I gave it a B minus. I give it a B minus as well. Raging Swordtooth is next. This is three red green for a 5-5 dinosaur with trample. And when it enters the battlefield, it Ben It deals one damage to each other creature. <laughs> this card is great yeah
0: oh my god this card is great so of of the ones we've previewed so far this one feels like the slots the most
1: naturally into red green dinosaurs yeah for sure um yeah i think a pull in that deck and probably going to be one of the best cards in that deck um and i gave it a b i gave it a b as well
0: next up we've got shapers of nature this is one blue green for a merfolk shaman it's a three it three has two different abilities uh three and a green to put a plus one plus one counter on target creatures as many times as you want and two and a blue remove a plus one plus one counter from target creature you control to draw a card so each of those abilities as much mana as you got you can dump the mana in
1: this uh this kind of bums me out a little bit because it doesn't feel like it's at home in blue green merfolk but if there is a version of green that is like ramp controlling this card is a house in that deck
0: uh i still think this is gonna you're never not playing this in blue green merfolk oh i'm
1: always playing it but it feels like it's almost always just gonna be a harrier naga in that deck
0: no but if you get stalled out you can grow your unblockable merfolk yeah for sure, sure. If you need ga- i don't know this seems like a good late game mana sink for that deck as well
1: mm-hmm. i guess i'm just like imagining that that deck doesn't get to the late game but maybe it maybe it, if it does then this is you're gonna be happy that you have this card yeah i gave this a b i gave it a b as well <laughs> Uh, sky terror is our last one this is red white for a 2-2 dinosaur with flying and menace
0: Jeez, uh seems fine doesn't really make me want to play red white i gave it a c plus
1: i think this does make me want to play red white I think it's a very aggressive two drop super efficient for sure is tough yeah tough to deal with without just removal H- hard to imagine them stacking up two blockers for this often but yeah so i gave it a b minus Okay.
0: Uh, Very close on that as well. All right, on to the lands. All three of them. All three of them. Our first land is a common. It's Unknown Shores. This is a reprint. Uh, You can tap it to add a color to your mana pool, or you can pay a mana and tap it to filter uh, to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So if you remember Painted Bluffs from the last set, this is that card, but without the Desert
1: Synergies. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think this is going to be a necessary evil in multicolor if you want to go that
1: route and is not a very good card. It's just like a D yeah i think it's cl- i i think it normally i would say yeah a d but i think i i think it's like pushing on f range just because i don't think you're ever gonna really need it I mean i think yeah m- maybe sometimes but i i would not be surprised if i finished my 200 drafts and never main decked that card I, that would surprise me all right we shall see next up we've got our first uncommon land it's field of ruin can tap to add a generic mana to your mana pool or Pay 2 and tap it to Sacrifice Field of Ruin to destroy target non-basic land an opponent controls. Each player searches his or her library for a basic land card, puts it onto the battlefield, then shuffles his or her library. I feel like the only application of this is for the flip rare lands. I agree, but I think it's going to be a
0: very good sideboard card against those cards because they've seemed very powerful, the ones that have been previewed. Yeah. So I give this a sideboard B-. minus.
1: Yeah, that seems seems right to me.
0: It'll uh, be interesting to see how high you pick it, but I, I think it'll do work when you sideboard it in. All right, last card here. Unclaimed Territory is a land. Uh, When Unclaimed Territory enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. It can tap for a colorless or it can tap for one mana of any color uh, to spend mana of the chosen creature
1: type. So this seems fine to me. Like, I don't know how often you're going to play this or like how often, again, this is sort of my similar question to, uh, what's that, what was that card? The green card? Or no, the artifact, the pillar of origins. Like how often is this better than a basic land in your deck?
0: I think if you're a dedicated tribal deck, it's probably better than a basic land. I give it a build around C.
1: But it's only good if you're a dedicated tribal deck that's three colors, right?
0: No, I think it's probably good even if you're just two colors. Like a dual land is good.
1: But it's a dual land that can only cast creatures. Yeah,
0: but but you're not generally going to be wanting to cast spells very early in the game, so by the time you're casting spells, it probably isn't a drawback that it taps for colors.
1: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know, if, maybe there's a world where you've got like a if you've got one drops in both colors, this is sweet. I don't, I don't know. I, I gave this a D.
0: Okay. I mean, it, I th- it's certainly not great. Certainly not making or breaking your deck.
1: <sighs> we did it. Our first big Ooh. set, Uncommon Common Set Review. That was so many cards. <laughs> so many cards. Do we want to talk about any sort of general thoughts about the format? I, mean, I feel like we touched on a lot of them. Yeah i
0: i jotted down some thoughts that i mm-hmm. actually kind of want to revise after talking to you which is why this is great like yeah. because i think you're very good at evaluating cards and i think i'm very good at evaluating cards and just in the five hours that we've been talking here like my evaluations have changed a little bit yeah, uh i really sure. think i really am hoping that the five color treasure type deck is going to be good and mm-hmm. i really want to see i'm interested to see i think i value the idea of treasure as a one-shot ramp earlier in the game a little higher than you are from our, yeah from I'll our discussions a, yeah for sure um, and my, op- my first overall impression of blue was that it was pretty, pretty weak. Um, but I think after hearing you talk about like that, it wants to have an aggressive bent. And when I look at it in that light, I think it's commons look a lot better to me. Mm-hmm. So I would maybe, maybe retract that. Um, and just say that blue seems split to me, like that there's an aggressive deck and like a controlling treasure type,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, deck that the commons seem to want to lead toward. Uh, and red, I think was the only, color where we had the same top three commons and they were just all all very good
1: no we were we were pretty close on white too we were pretty close on white yeah
0: but red red has like some insanely good commons at the top end and green green felt really 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 deep to me Mm -hmm. there were like six seven eight commons that i was very interested in playing out of green yeah Um, so i think that's something to keep an eye on and then we we kept talking about or i kept talking about x1s being bad uh, i think there's gonna be one one vampires running around i think the dual shot punishes them i think you're gonna have leftover small cards from exploring skullduggery that's the black combat trick for a single black that gives something plus one plus one and another mi- creature minus one minus one there's the Atsakan archer the green two and a green for the one four reach that fights something when it comes into play i think all of those cards are going to make x1s pretty bad yeah um and the creatures just seem kind of tiny we talked we touched on that the creatures seemed smaller and underpowered. So I think something that's like four power and toughness is going to be pretty big in the format, especially some of the flyers like that were three power, four power. Those those looked like pretty powerful cards.
1: So you might say like a three, four reach for four mana might be pretty good, right?
0: You might. You might say it's the third best green common. <laughs> you, you, one might say that. Um, and I, felt, I just felt like removal was pretty clunky. Mm-hmm. And there was not a lot of it to go around. There was not a lot of efficient removal at all. So I was thinking that, that those things were going to lead to curve being very important because raid raid decks are going to want to curve out and your blue tempo deck is going to want to curve out. So we're, we're out of the world of cycling um, to where missing your third land drop and your fourth
1: land drop for multiple turns might might be more of a thing than we're used to. Yeah. I think uh, my initial take is that this format is aggressive. I think there's a lot of one drops that are like not embarrassing floating around. I think raid is a very aggressive mechanic. I'm mostly looking at like blue-green as uh, a deck I'm I'm looking forward to draft, but uh, a lot of the color pairs seem like they have a, leaning, a lean towards an aggro, and that's, I think, where I'm going to come in at the start of drafting this format.
0: Interesting. So is, is blue-green the deck you're most excited to draft?
1: I think so. I think blue-green Merfolk is the deck I'm most excited to draft. Just like tempo, pump, efficient bodies, that kind of thing. Yeah, that
0: one looks good to me. I'm pretty excited to try a dinosaur ramp deck. I'm pretty excited to try a five-color deck. Um, and I'm pretty excited to build around treasure, like yeah. with sacrifice outlets, and that I really want to try that out
1: as well. Yeah. The black red hijack deck, I'm excited to. I hope that's a thing. And I'm gonna, I'm taking a flyer on this this green white big butts deck because I think no, I think <laughs> honestly, I think no one's gonna want those cards. So I think you can like, it's gonna be one of those decks where you can grab like the good green white cards and then get those cards on the wheel and then not put them in their deck because they're bad. <laughs> Wow. I'm just I'm I'm so ready to eat my words. You got you've noticed. <laughs> you've look, been, I could I could be wrong, but I I'm I'm trying. I'm out. ready. To,
0: I'm ready to eat my words. You've you've pegged build around cards, and you've been more willing to try them than I have. So, no. I I am ready to eat my words on that green white deck, for sure. Yeah. So this format looks cool. I've tended. I'm really curious to start doing the podcast because I've tended in my history as a Magic player mm-hmm. to struggle with drafting formats that are like tribal, like this tribal synergy based, like Mm -hmm. when, when to move in, like what, when do you decide, okay, I'm Merfolk because I think as somebody that likes to draft staying open, like in a, in a tribal format, there's a point where you have to say like, I'm doing X and not look back. And finding that point has been hard for me. So I'm I'm curious to explore that in the format as well. For sure. Like how tribal the format is and how that affects drafting and when to move in.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have a lot of fodder as the weeks progress for like, okay, figuring out what is open for your seat and what cards are signals for that to be open and when they're signals and all all that stuff. I think um, for a set like this is going to be very interesting to talk about.
0: Yeah, um, so I think we'll we'll wrap things up there. Uh, reminder: if any of these cards piqued your interest uh, during the common and uncommon set review, and I think we'll find a lot more of these in the rares and mythic rares, certainly. Mm-hmm. But be on the lookout for achievements. We're going to work on compiling that achievement list uh, through the maybe the first two or three weeks of the format here, so that you guys can have a couple months to get cracking on the achievements. Yeah. Uh, next episode, next week, we got the rare and mythic rare set review.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll we'll probably not split that up into five total episodes, but I think um, unless we hear a resounding uh, pushback from what we've done this week, I think we may split that up a, a little bit as well to make it easier to listen to.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And then thanks, as always, to Salty Pretzels for our intro and outro music. It's excellent. Love listening to it. I, every time I get to the end of the podcast,
1: I just listen to our outro music a couple times because yeah. it just puts me in a good mood. It's so good. Um, if you want to get in touch with me or Ben directly, you can find us on Twitch and Twitter. We are both under uh, the same usernames on each respective platform. I am at Lord Tupperware on Twitch and Twitter, and Ben is at Mister Metronome. Mister is spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R. We got tweeted at a couple days ago, and someone tagged you as at M-R Metronome.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You so, know what? Uh, you know what I'm psyched about? What? the next time you come into my chat and there's like that little purple check mark the check of mark, approval baby next to your name. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so sweet. Yeah. It's pretty so sick. psyched for you getting partnered. Congrats again. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, it. And you got you got the YouTube channel, right?
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I have not posted there in like a week. Um, but I also have a YouTube channel, which uh, you can find the link to that either on my Twitch page or on Twitter. Um, I don't have a snazzy URL for it yet, but hopefully that'll come soon. Uh, I've got about five or six draft videos up there right now. More to come for sure, um, but that is another place you can check some more limited magic content.
0: Yeah, and if anybody's got feedback about the show or questions or if you've got some achievements, uh, shoot us an email at lordsoflimited@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Lords of Limited. Yep. Thanks, everybody. See you later.